Welcome to episode 122 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, guys, so welcome along to episode 122 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles, and we're just talking about leaks in the house, aren't we, mate? Uh, DIY time. <laughs> You're pulling your carpet up, aren't well, you? I'm pulling my, my, my office carpet up to, to get it fixed. It's uh, tough work, it's harder than a workout. Really? Mm. You can work up a sweat? Can't be good for your back either. No, it can't be. Shall I tell you a story about that later on? Anyway, Iron Man Talk is proudly brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com. For all your coffee needs, trybuys.com. <laughs> All your try buys needs and athlinks.com social networking for endurance athletes for all your results and tracking and social needs. Okay, so this week's show, it's we're doing this actually, what's today, Thursday morning, less than 48 hours after the last That's one. That's right, so we're, it's probably not again. we content shows aren't too flash at the moment, are we they? need content, we need uh, okay, here we go. age groupers of the week. If you've we've got, got, we've got a few, haven't we? No, 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 we haven't. Um, so we need some, oh, really? uh, it's got to, they've got to be good performances and have a little oh, twist, so have a little harsh, twist to them. Um, so send in some age groups. I just tell everyone, oh, yeah, we'll check it off. I know, we put most of them on. We just need some more. Have you got any cool websites, your favourite websites that we haven't maybe mentioned before, or nice. any really cool YouTube clips? Um, if you can think of a high five, that'd be great. Uh, and just general questions. Now, I was actually thinking, because you know how I was talking about doing don't, the, don't the newbie be, show, yeah. and let's put the craps up, yeah? We, no, we'll do it. It's just, I'll need a bit of time. No, but why don't we do newbie segment? Okay. You know, so each week have a newbie segment. Or would you rather do a newbie show? We'll do a newbie show. You want we'll, just we'll, one we'll, we'll do uh, 12 months out from doing your first Ironman, the things you probably need to be thinking about. Oh, and, and also things about how to save money and stuff like that, eh? Yep. Yeah, so for newbie. Yep. You start writing notes when you're on the plane over to Hong okay, Kong. Okay, you are. I'm going to write some great notes. Writing, writing yeah. some notes. I'll do the money side of things. Yeah. Because I like money. <laughs> okay, this week's show, we've got, we've got some news. We've got an age grouper of the week. We've got a high five. What's it on? Looking after your eyes, and I hope we haven't done this one before. But we did one a different, slightly different one. I think we have. No, I don't think we've done Bella this one. Did it. Yeah, but so this one's from somebody else. So it's different, different, <laughs> different slant. Great. We need some content. Yeah. <laughs> we start of the week, and uh, I didn't actually look at that in questions and answers. Even got coaches a corner. No. <laughs> I, I got up at five o'clock this morning to prepare. For I got this. The, funny. I got the email. Yeah. And I just got a bit. Yeah, oh, just, just before I was going swimming. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, so the biggest news we have since the last show, which is two days ago for us, was that Iron Man have released a new race in where is it? Quantana Roo in Mexico. Yes. I never knew Quantana Roo was a place, or it's a it's a sort of a, a state of of Mexico. Oh, so, so they must have named it after that. Yeah, hence where, the, where uh, the bikes come from. Well, they don't probably come from there, but Quantana Roo, obviously a bike and wetsuit brand. Okay, so they've announced that it's going to be coming out in the 2009 calendar and Quantana Roo. Uh, how do you say that? Cos- Cozumel, I'd imagine. Yeah. Cozumel. Um, and it's going to be taking place on the 29th of November 2009. The event will have 50 slots, which is pretty big for a new race, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, for the 2010 Ironman World Champs in Kona, uh, $50,000 for prize money. For the top five and female, so it's only five finishes, you get money. Um, oh, well, better money, but not as deep, okay. Okay, um, and it's your normal kind of course. Beautiful beaches, exotic location, ideal destination for where athletes and supporters alike can enjoy breathtaking sunsets, a variety of water sports, and historical destinations such as some places I've never heard of. Cancun is, is a very well-known place. So, 
Interesting here, I'd love to know where those 50 qualifying spots are coming from, if they're coming from anywhere else, or whether they're just creating, point, John creating another 50 slots. Uh, the other interesting point that I think that WTC are moving towards is it seems like they're pushing a lot of events to later in the year. You know, they've got um, Wisconsin, which is sort of later in the year. They're now moving Arizona to being later in the year. Um, if you're aiming for Kona, it's a great way to qualify because you qualify a year out. So you get lots can, of time to actually kind mm, of have some time off and focus a, on your race. It's a late season race. So well, do you think it's kind of like, you know how Felix was saying, how the Challenge Race have put their one on in Brazil now and it's purely because there's not many races in Europe mm. around that time and not everyone wants to go to Kona, obviously. Mm. Um, do you think that they're maybe going down that tick as well? Well, it extends the season. There's no, there's not really any space in the middle of the year, I think, to add any more iron distance races. You reckon... You reckon in North America? Come on, I reckon. Well, well I suppose there is, but I reckon probably another five on and it's still sell out. Yeah, what have we got now? You've got Coeur d'Alene, you got yep. Placid. The Coeur d'Alene's in June, Placid's in July, Wisconsin, I think, is that in, in maybe in August or September. Yeah. Canada is August September, uh, and you also got to remember now that Arizona is being pushed back to I think also November. So I think there's still that leaves a space for an early season Ironman. So I guarantee you they'll still be looking for a location well, it's, it's for just a for me, it's like, You know, like they sell out in a day. Mm. You know what I mean? So they, I, I believe there's a lot more space to add more races around the same time. I don't mm. know why they can't have three races on in one weekend. Well, it's qualifying spots as well. We've got to yeah, think about that. that's so one thing. That we had the discussion once that you know I just put on races but don't have qualifying spots. They, mm. they still make their money, but they're not um, you know watering down the, the opportunity for the guys that really want to go for it and go for go for Kona. Or you could qualify for a race that qualifies for a slot. Which would be quite technical, you know, so you'd have like sub races. Yeah. But it's going to have to get to that eventually, isn't it? It's going to have to be something that's quite innovative to make that work because they're obviously looking to expand the brand. Mm. And, you know, as you're saying, adding another 50 slots here, if that's making Kona bigger, well, there's enough people Kona, Kona already. Kona's got to get smaller, not bigger. Yeah, yeah, so. Interesting times ahead, but yeah, good that more races on. Okay, well, let's actually do some of the Olympic stuff and we'll talk about races later on. So, Olympics have started, <laughs> they've been great. They have actually started. I mean, they've, they started last night. To this, yeah. But they also the soccer started last oh, night. Oh, we got a draw, didn't we? We got a draw. We were two 0 up with t- seventy-two minutes on there, oh, and then really? the bloody Japs came back and scored two goals. Uh, Women's soccer that was. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Olympics is yeah we underway by the time this show comes out. Already been the big Russian drug scandal. Oh, I don't know about this. Tell me more. Oh, they the, seven of their athletes have already been banned. One of the cyclists has been banned. Um, there's obviously some uh, some serious crap going down and, and wow. with the Russians. And one of the uh, ath- athletics girls is a you know, world record holder and things like oh, that. Oh, really? So, sounds like a bit of a systematic um, sort of doping program that's okay, been going so, on. Look, the Olympics haven't started yet, you know, and you guys are going to be listening to this after it started, but what do you think's going to... What kind of Olympics do you think it's going to be? Do you think uh, it's going to be a successful one? I think it'll be successful. I think that um, Jacques Rogue, the head of um, WADA or, or the Olympic uh, the Olympic Committee, call yeah. it, committee, he reckons there'll be about 40 positive tests. Really? He, he said in Athens, I think there was 26. So he reckons um, it's gone up, not down. Well, he, he thinks it'll go up because they've got improved testing. Oh, okay. Um, improved urine testing as well. So, yeah, I think we'll see plenty of um, positives, and, and, and especially in sports like weightlifting and things like that. What about just the whole the Olympics? Do you think it's going to be successful? Yeah, I think the... the, the the, um, China's got a lot to prove, haven't they? Yeah, I think that the, the facilities look fantastic. Yeah. I think if you're over there as a spectator um, and as an athlete, I think it'll be difficult, you know, um, getting around in a language, a, a city where people you don't think, speak you the think language. They I think it'll be a lot more difficult than other. Because when I went cities. to the Commonwealth Games in Melbourne, um, maybe two or three years ago now, 
it was two years ago and uh, it was amazing the coordination how they were able to move crowds of people mm. just really really well like you know massive amount of people trying to coordinate to different locations and it was you never felt stressed it was really mm. well done and I know I, no, I, I think with the Chinese they'll have the rules and that is the rule there will, there will be no flexibility you know? <laughs> we're not going to go there <laughs> so I, well, that's what they say the guys go over there and race on the World Cup you know if, 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 if you've got to go in somewhere and been, the, the official's been told you can't go in there they just will not let you in you know oh, really? so you're going to have to have all of the correct accreditation everything really? so I think it'll be a bit of a hassle on that I think the way it'll come across on TV will be very good though the, um, uh, and I think they'll get everything done on time and all that yeah. sort of stuff. How many medals do you think we're going to get? Technic- we've got technical issues here. Yeah, we actually recorded a bit. We had a gold bit in there. We might have to fake the gold bit. Yeah. <laughs> we got 20 minutes in and then 10 minutes just disappeared on us. It disappeared like that. Oh, Broke dear. our heart. How many medals are we going to get at the Olympics, Bevan? Okay, so I'm going... I mean, how many golds? How many golds I think we'll get... We must get two, two rowing. Two golds in the rowing, and we will get one gold in athletics with Valerie Villey, and maybe horse riding. No, then we get gold, and I reckon we'll get a we'll, we'll go for gold in triathlon. Oh, there we go. You're changing your tune because you didn't say that before when we lost that. <laughs> so we'll get four golds. You reckon four? Yeah. Not, what about some other random person that we haven't thought of? No. No. Oh, the, we could get something in yachting or equestrian, as you yeah. said. What about um, shooting? Are we any good at shooting? No. Uh, no. Oh, we do right in Commonwealths. Commonwealth versus Olympics, big difference. <laughs> love the Commonwealths, hate the Olympics. Yeah. So we were, oh, so there's a website we can go to, um, triathlon.org, about the race. Triathlon.org. About triathlon. They've, they've come up with a really good page um, where it tells you how many people have qualified, what countries have qualified, yep. six athletes, five, four, three, two, one. The way you qualify athletes for the Olympics is based on the World Cup, and you have to go around and you have to do lots of World Cup races, all based on points. So countries like New Zealand, Canada, Germany, Switzerland and the States have got six athletes, three men, three females, and then it sort of goes down from there. So it's a great page. It's, it tells you about yeah, the country, really how, how the qualifying procedure went. About each of the people in the team. Yep. Got yeah. a photo of them all, as I was saying to John the first time we did this. Which went, and it was actually funny that time. Yeah, it was. It's probably not going to be so funny now, but you can check out the hot people. Yeah. So you can go, who's the hottest chick, who's the hottest Kiwi? So yeah. if, you could, if you were to choose a Kiwi, John, who would you go with? Oh, probably. You gotta be careful. Yeah, no, I'm not saying kids. I know them all. <laughs> I'd probably go with Debbie Tanner to be honest. Yeah. And uh, boys, who would you go? Gilmore's losing his hair big time. I so is Bevan. Be- yeah, they both are actually. Yeah. Yeah. Although I can't talk, I'm gonna lose my hair. Oh, breaking my heart. Okay. So it's got all the all Ooh, nice the pictures. Canadian girls. And the Canadian boys. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. We bet for both teams on this game. Anyway, you can go on there. The Olympics, uh, the triathlon is on the Monday oh, and Tuesday. Monday and Tuesday, the second week. She's so small, Snow Salt. She is like mini me, not mini me, but she, she's small. <laughs> She'd be faster than you, but wouldn't she? Um, <laughs> you have to admit it. I haven't raced her. <laughs> she would be, wouldn't she? She'd probably be um, a quicker swimmer than me these days. I think in my when I was short course, I'd day. be about, about the same. I think we'd be pretty pretty similar to be honest. No, but in your day or now, mm, at current <laughs> position, probably she would have the edge on me. Uh, I think, but in back in my prime, I think I would I'd take her. You would have dominated her. Right? Yeah, yeah. She, she is a fast runner though. The exciting news is that the men's race is on my birthday. Yeah, the nineteenth of August. Send Bevan presents <laughs> PO Box four one zero eight six Christchurch. Yeah, that's right. And uh, like, just whatever. Yeah, I'm not fussy. Although I am thinking. You need some could, new underwear, some new socks? No, I don't need that actually. I need, what would, what would I mind? 
Um, I've got an iPhone. Yeah. Um, tell you a funny story. We didn't talk about this before. Okay, so I was on the internet yesterday and looking at this website. And now iPhones now have applications, mm. and uh, so that's why the iPhone's gone a lot better. Because you know, and, and actually, for those of you who actually are kind of business oriented people, Albert, who's got an iPhone, mm. and Gordo, who's probably got an iPhone, mm. have you got an iPhone? No. <laughs> Albert sent through this application called Jot, and Jot's a really great application for when you're at training because basically you just put a message into it, it sends it to someone, they type it up to you, and they send it to you as an email. So you verbalize into it, you talk okay. to your phone, you say, okay, um, you have an idea, okay, I'm gonna do this, this with coffees of Hawaii. Uh, it sends it to someone in India, they type it up for you, and it comes back oh, to you right. as an email. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it costs you like, I think a one cent or something per message. That's it's okay. really cheap to do. So for those of you who have an iPhone or out there, get Jot, it's a really good application. But anyway, someone's brought out an application that is I'm rich, costs you a thousand dollars to do, yeah. and it's just, it's just a picture, just to prove that you're rich. <laughs> That's silly, really, isn't uh, it? Dear. But anyway, anyway, in terms of uh, my predictions for the Olympics, on the girls' side, I think it's a bit of a no-brainer. Um, I can't see Snowsill or Fernandes not taking the first two medals. There'll be a bit, quite a bit of debate in terms of who, who actually yeah. is first and second. I think Snowsill will take her. You, you don't think there's a shot factor? You think they're guaranteed those are in? Pretty much, yeah. Are I, they I that so. much better, they, are they? They're that much better, unless they completely crumble under the pressure, yep. which has happened in the past, but they, if, if they, as long as, even if they have a bad day, I still think they'll get first and second. Okay. Um, but if they have a really bad day, then they'll get beat. But I think uh, Snowsill will take it. I think Fernandez will be second. Third place could be one of about 10 um, our Kiwis are amongst that 10 yeah. so any one any one of those three I think could possibly get it but my sort of pick I think maybe Aaron Densham from Australia might get the bronze okay nice the, the, the guys side of things um, if you you know you just got to play the odds and Gomez should win again if, if he performs to his normal ability nobody can nobody will beat him uh, <laughs> yeah that's right but I think it's a lot higher chance that he could crumble. It's a lot closer on the guys' side. Is it really? Yeah. So the girls, you know, those two girls, Just when, when they go to a race, they'll pull away and they'll win by a minute to two minutes. Really? Um, wow. When it comes to the guys, when Gomez wins, it's usually, you know, maybe 20, 30 seconds or so. But sometimes he does look like he's doing it easy. Yeah. But I could quite easily see him getting beaten. But he is a favourite, so I sort of have to go with him, I feel. And I think probably um, the bronze, uh, silver might go to Simon Whitfield. I think he's sort of coming around. He's got the experience. He knows how to do it. And he's a big race performer. And then I think the bronze will be between um, Bevan or Gemmel. But I'd like to. I'm going to say I'd like to see them. With well, you gold. predicted a gold, didn't you? So, so yeah, we'll yeah. just switch that order around. Nice. Uh, my prediction is just like yours, actually. There has actually been uh, <laughs> some untruthful uh, stuff. Well, not untruthful, but exaggerated news in New Zealand this week. Chris Gemmell got some stitches in his foot after a race at the weekend and the media was saying his Olympic dream is shattered. It's all over. Oh, really? and it's in shreds. Um, we've been having press releases from Triathlon New Zealand saying it's yeah, he's, he has got a couple of stitches. He's Minor. having two days off training and then he's back into running. Probably so. on water good. Yeah. Okay, um, Olympics, now, good time. It's going to be on the Monday and Tuesday of the second week of 18th racing. 18th and 19th, which is a special day for real reason, mm. John. Somebody's birthday. That's right. 31. Mm. I mean, your age, are you 31? I am. No, I'm 32 now. Uh, I'm never going to be your age. No. 
<laughs> okay. we, unless we invent some amazing time machine. That's right, we should do that. Uh, part two of the Brett Sutton interview is on Slow Twitch, and uh, it's a lot longer, this piece, actually. I've read about two-thirds of it. It's a really good read. He, um, it's a little bit more detailed. It's not so much about Chrissy this time. He goes a lot more into the technology of the sport, talks about he's not really a big believer in technology, to be yeah, honest. You're saying that. So. And even like lactate testing, you're saying he doesn't really believe in He only does lactate testing. Like on Chrissy, he won't do lactate testing in the water because she she's not that good yet. Yeah. Whereas in the run, she would. And then he's given an example, I can't remember who it was, but someone else who's a strong swimmer but not a strong runner. So he doesn't always necessarily use all the technologies on everyone, he uses mm. it on what their needs are. And, and he's not a very big fan of like aero helmets and yeah. yeah I mean, all those little technology things, they, they, you know, they do, you can't argue with science, they do add that little half to 1%, but yeah. it's not going to be the difference between winning and losing, I don't think. Yeah, he's, so, definitely, he's a pretty good thinker of the sport, isn't oh, he? I've met other people, other coaches that have met him and they say he's he really knows his business. Really? So he comes from a horse uh, racing Training. background and he brings some of that philosophy across with him, so he flogs the athletes and, you know, he gets the results. Well, no it was saying um, how you know in triathlon there is no team environment. There is no team. Was it BBC or TV? Team BB? Team BB. Um, he's saying how with you know like that's what he was trying to set up with this is the idea of having teams because in cycling and running you have these teams that are you know built around building the athletes and uh, yeah definitely check it out. It's good. It, it could certainly help in Ironman racing. You know there is a little bit of it that happens in, in ITU stuff. You know you have a designated uh, athlete to look after somebody else. So the Spanish did it, did it quite well. So they have somebody who's a very strong swim biker, and they used to make sure that Ivan Rana or Gomez make it up the front pack. So if, if they miss oh, it for okay. some reason. So if they're sitting in the second pack, this guy will just get on the front of the second pack and just bury it to, to pull him up and make sure really? he gets in a good position. So it does happen a bit on, on the World Cup. It's a bit more difficult when you go to the Olympics because you've only got three 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 athletes, yeah. two, two or three athletes, and you've so, got to actually qualify three to, to get a designated helper up there. So the Spanish haven't actually done that this time, so that'll be interesting to see how that goes. So do you goes. think like Reed will sacrifice his race? Well, there was talk. I don't think he will, but the, the problem is you've got to have somebody who's so good that he's going to be up there, and he yeah. may not even make the first pack. As in a strong um, swimmer? He's okay, he's not um, but, but he's not legendary. If yeah. you're going to have a designated person, they're going to be an amazing swimmer and amazing biker. Yeah, so you'd yeah. have to have somebody like Andy Potts, yeah. and he's probably going to want to be there by his own right doing his yeah. own race. Yeah. When you're actually talking about Ironman stuff, I think it, the, the way it could work there is the same sort of thing. You can't draft, but if you're in Kona and um, somebody's having a bad swim, you know, one of the females, and they're, they're way back by themselves, if they've got somebody there who can help drag them or just pace them and help them work mm, their way up, yeah. I, I think it can make a big difference. So, mm, totally. And also, training in groups like that is, is a massive advantage. You yeah, know, it's just motivation. Eh? It's like doing epic camp all the time. Yeah. 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 You need to have a very skilled person, and Brett Sutton's obviously that, to, to, to manage all the egos. And yeah, and the needs of every athlete. Cause yeah. also, he's talking about how, you know, on the, <clears throat> on the track, he, you know, what he gives Chrissy is totally different. He would never give it to Hillary. And, and stuff like that and he's also talking about he doesn't try to change athletes like uh, like Hillary is saying how you know her running style is just kind of weird <laughs> we love you Hillary but but it is a bit weird and uh, but it's just because she's done 15 years of butterfly yeah. and, and you know she's just got a funny kick um, and yeah at the end of the day you know it's interesting it, it would be interesting to see how much he associates with technique because mm. I know a lot of the athletes that he does coach do have some funny technique mm. and, and he may not try to change it too much. Well, he says it depends on the athletes. It's all just depend on you know, mm. the individual athletes. So, anyway, we, we need to get in there. There's a, yeah, well, it'd be interesting. Yeah. We'll give, it, give it a try. Um, one in ten sports nutrition products contain banned substances. So, T. 
247, try 247, I've got an article up on the website which we'll have a, a link to. It's based off an article written in the Sunday Telegraph. Uh, and this was based on a study that was done by Lucasaid Sport, which mm. is a sports sort of fizzy sports drink, and it's not available in all countries if you don't no. know what it is. Uh, I think it may actually be owned by Coke. I'm not quite sure. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. so most of them are. But anyway, they did a study on 152 supplements, and 10.5% of them were found to have contained um, s- steroids and/or stimulants that were in suf- uh, a sufficient amount that would put you over the limit in terms of a few words. It's crazy, eh? It's a, that's a, it's a very high percentage. And when we pre-recorded, when we did this last time, when we the recording <laughs> stuffed up, we were, we were really saying it would be interesting to see the, the products they actually tested, Not maybe not name the products, that would be really useful, but to, to look at what spread they used because if they focused on a lot of bodybuilding product products I think this would be skewed quite heavily yep. but what would be really interesting to look at is if you're just looking at energy drinks gels bars and maybe protein powder and see what percentage is there because that's the one that most athletes are going to are going to be taking in almost uh, triathletes most triathletes mm. and if you do start to look at the bodybuilding products and muscle growth and things like that I think you, there's a much higher chance that they'll try to sneak a few little banned substances in there either on purpose or, or by mistake because they may be made on the same production line as other ones yeah but man it's sucky an athlete nowadays eh? it's very difficult to, yeah. to figure out what you can and can't take uh, or, or, or if things are tainted and if you have a big piece of steak you know that cow may have been injected with lots of steroids and, and you may get trace elements coming through there so it's a, it's a bit of a minefield but uh, a, a lot of the governing bodies you know like Triathlon New Zealand and New Zealand Olympic Federation and all that they give the athletes a lot of information yeah. in terms of this, to, this is what you've got to be doing this is how you, what you've got to look out for it's really your responsibility but I would imagine a lot of athletes don't bother reading, reading all those things it's kind of their job but isn't it I'm, I'm, I've probably made this point a lot of times in the past most pro athletes that I come across are nowhere near as professional as age group athletes yeah, yeah. they just go out there a lot of them rely on natural talent they train incredibly hard yep. and they race incredibly hard but they often don't do the little things right yeah did, um, did you enjoy getting your drug test done in Moat? Oh, they need to improve the the way they oh, the, they, the procedure. Free, yeah. um, I was busting to go for a pee. Yeah, oh. uh, it, it was okay. Yeah, I think it was. You know, I've, it's the first time I've ever, ever been tested, um, and because you and I are in a position that, well, I was pretty confident I wasn't going to yeah. test positive. <laughs> but I the, the, you've, got, you've got to think about the procedure, how it's actually done. And it looked quite good in terms of they had the sealed packet and so on. Yeah. But you've got to be really worried about what happens with your sample between when you give it you don't and, see it go to the person what yeah. happens after that and that's Scott Molina was asking me that did you how did they sort of do it you know because it can quite easily get stuffed up it gets mixed up yeah um, but it looked like they did it legitimately yeah and no one got this my arm came up in a big lump oh really like it took a day for it to disappear like literally like that big it was huge wow. it was, yeah, poor me poor, poor Bevan <laughs> poor me <laughs> <laughs> okay um, race is coming up race is coming up that's right the big woody the big woody the race in the UK one of the long standing iron distance races one of the we'll just, we'll just wing this it was one of the uh, the tough, toughest 10 10 toughest triathlons in the UK so is that a combination of events is it must it's, be it's, yeah it's, it's a, a variety of iron half Great. Olympic distance just tough courses nice if you want to be considered one of that doing the, I think there might be more than 10 and you've got to do 10 to be considered oh really a, a tough, tough man nice so it's a good race um, 
be interested to hear how, how it's run by you UK listeners. We know a few of you will be doing it. I'd uh, be interested to hear about numbers and uh, whether it's viable to continue because you've got Ironman UK. There's a lot of the UK athletes head over to Europe to, to look at the more glamorous Ironman races. But, you know, we've got to support these uh, non-WTC races, I feel. Embraman. Embraman's also on the 15th of August, and it's uh, since 1984. It's a classic. It's the 24th or 25th. It's, right, it's raced on a Tuesday this year. The race date is the 15th of August. It's held regardless of which day it falls on. The start ah. time is 6 a.m. in complete darkness. The first 20 minutes of swimming is spent trying to follow the lead canoe and the swim markers, which have light attached to them. And I think we've told the story before, but when Scott raced it... Uh, he dropped the hammer in the swim. To oh, get and then everybody. lost everyone. I don't know where they're going. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Starting at six o'clock in the morning, and the reason they start start so early, I would imagine, is because it's such a tough course and it takes so long to do. So yeah. last year's winner, Hervé Fave, and I yeah. know we pronounce that wrong. Did nine fifty seven. Nine nine forty eight. He ran, a th- and that was with a two fifty three run. The bike. Did you just know that, John? I just knew that. <laughs> Didn't even look at the results page. <laughs> nothing to do with the thing we looked at it before. He rode six o two. So it's it's a tough course, um, but it's it's a classic, and yeah, we're doing pretty well actually. Because before before we cut the show, we'd only done twenty one minutes. We've done twenty four. We've still got more to talk about. Nice. So uh, the other piece of news, we've got two more quick pieces of news. But the big one, Romeo and Juliet got married. Oh, they did. Are you going to say it again? Yeah. So Romeo and Juliet. The story is, this would not be happening if we did not exist. If That's I right. mentor community did not exist, because. Juliet was on Athlinks and Romeo went on Athlinks through Iron Man Talk. Yeah. And Juliet approached him. And what did you call her before, John? I, I, I called her a cougar, but, I, but <laughs> having, having thought about it, she's, she's not actually a cougar. It's, it's the opposite. Oh, he's gone. He, I'm talking about the story, and he goes, Oh, she's a cougar. I'm like, Do you know what a cougar is? And then when we turned it off, he goes, Yeah, a cougar's a younger woman going for an older man. But I was, I was around the, the wrong way. way. That's when you get the older chicks who are going for the young men. Yeah. And there's also a certain look to a cougar. Right. They, they definitely get... <laughs> Aggressive. <laughs> no, they're trying to look a lot younger than what they are, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to be, you know... I, was, I told you the story how when I was in... I lived in Orange County in, uh, by... Uh, uh, was it Laguna Beach? Laguna Beach, yeah. And uh, for about three or four months, a few years ago, and the the local nightclub was the White House, and obviously a pretty affluent area. And there was no young chicks here. It was no. Cougar Country, man. <laughs> cougar Country. Bevan was had the guard up all day long. <laughs> I tell you. Oh, but anyway, so they got married, and it's a pretty exciting times in their lives. It and is. and hopefully like, we got a mention I'm, at the wedding. I'm hoping we did. Yeah. We better off. They better have been a big Kia car somewhere within there. Yeah. Exactly. I checked out the photos. They got in the mini. They could have worn their bike jerseys. They, well, they had they a running, they had a running bike top. Jerseys. Oh, the photo you didn't look at the photos. I, have, I haven't read my emails yet this morning. Uh, okay, I was telling you about that. Yeah. Also, uh, the, the photo. So there's a photo on Athlinks now. Andrew had sent a message to it, so I actually ended up copying and have a look at it as well. And it's a brilliant photo of a guy who had done Ironman New Zealand and forgot to put sunblock on. And uh, it's gold, isn't it, John? It's it's a fatal. It looks like it nearly is a fatal error. <laughs> it wasn't. The, the guy is completely toasted. Like, oh. That's not that's not red. That's like look that's at like those cards. That's a completely new colour he's come up with. Oh, there. so he's obviously worn a tri suit, and he's got that strip along the bottom where your skin's showing. So it looks like he's almost got his heart rate monitor kind of just down by his abdominals. And uh, the guy, it's, who was it, Dana Staggs, and. Uh, what was your advice, John? Coach's Corner. <laughs> that's, right. that's what you did last time, too. That's right. Coach's Corner for this week is put sunscreen on the night before a race when you're doing one in a sunny place uh, or a place in the Southern Hemisphere which has got bad 
or very little ozone yeah. because North Americans and Northern Europe. Hemisphere people just do not understand how you get roasted down here. So put sunscreen on the night before. Don't use bloody 5, 10 or 15. No, get 30 the block. 30, 50. I think you can even get 70 in New Zealand now. Really? Yeah. So you need to get something with very high it's like SPF. on, isn't it? <laughs> Lather yourself up all over. It'll absorb into your skin, then you need to reapply on the morning of the race. And when you're going through the race, I'd encourage you to put some on as well. I carry a little sun stick. You can, they also do spray on as you go through oh, the you transitions. Really need to. It was interesting. When I went to Spain, I went to the local swimming pool of Glenbow and to the swimming pools in Spain are very interesting places. But yeah. anyway, I forgot my sunblock and I thought, oh no. And I thought, oh, well, I just thought bugger it. And we were at the pool for nearly three or four hours. I didn't yeah. get burnt. Yeah. Now, in New Zealand, for those of you who are in New Zealand, you're half an hour. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. And even burning. then, you're, you're pushing the limits. Four yeah. hours, you'd be worse than this guy, and he's oh, pretty bad. Yeah. So, so I'll put a link to it on www.imantalk.com. Oh, one, one other race we haven't up. mentioned. Um, th- this weekend, I know it's only a half Ironman race. It's a 70.3 in Timberman. Okay. But... It's a stellar field, so I thought we maybe should give it a little bit of a mention on both the girls' and guys' side of things. Um, very, very strong field. So I don't know what's attracted them all there. I think it's the one where they may have very, a very, very fast course, and so maybe they're looking at trying to go for a, a, a world record for the, for the half-iron distance. Do we know the record? Natasha Badman set the, the girls' record it was either last year or yeah, the year before, yeah. uh, and it was, she was, was she the first girl to ever go into four hours? Was that right? Uh, yeah, or something yeah, like that. No. But anyway, it's a stellar field, so we're looking forward to getting the results from that. The field contains uh, Terenzo Bazzoni, Bjorn, um, Paul Ambrose. So the pace is going to be high on the bike with Bjorn on there. Uh, on the girls' side of things, you've got Desiree uh, Ficker, not Flicker. Yep. She's still looking to find some uh, some form. Uh, Chrissy Wellington's Kate racing. Major. Kate Major's racing. Oh, Chrissy racing. Uh, so it should be should be good times. Yeah, it's a very strong guys' field. Um, there is more, scroll down, there's more There's more really good guys racing. Simon Lessing, mm-hmm. Lovato's racing, Andy Potts is racing, Tara Norton's racing. Oh, this is going to be a good um, race. So Kate Major, very strong girls and guys field, so that'll be an interesting one to watch. You, <coughs> Ironman Talk, Ironmanal.com will have the, the coverage. Okay, um, we're not going to do this hot topic this week because we're just going to let uh, one from last week carry on because basically we've only done this two days later. Um, so the discussion was... Uh, Suggestions for yep. hot topics of the So week. we want to hear future hot topics, and the best one gets to win an Art of Try t-shirt. Um, Art of Try is the sponsor of the hot topic, and uh, if you want to get a discount, it's a IMT78 when you go to the website to the checkout. Um, but this week, the person who gets the best discussion gets the t-shirt. That's right. And it's really cool because I brought out some new t-shirts, didn't it? new stuff, so if you want to get any Christmas, early Christmas presents, things like that, birthday presents, something a little bit different. And you know why it's a good Christmas present, John? Why is it a good because Christmas Because they'll go, what's all this about? And you can talk about yourself. Exactly. <laughs> Where you go? <laughs> you go, what's this about? Oh, it's triathlon. You don't realise I do a bit of triathlon. And then there's this really good podcast. Yeah, I'm in talk. Yeah, exactly. So there we go. So that's our news and discussion of the week for this week. We did pretty well, actually, because we had man- managed to add 10 minutes. Nice. It's, hopefully it's all worked out okay. We're not, we haven't repeated ourselves through there. Yeah, hopefully not. Here we go. Cripper of the week. Okay, okay, this one is spent through from Old Howell. Howell. How Tow. How Tow. It's been pretty popular on the show lately, isn't he? It's been dominating. Almost just quite high well tell talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last week uh, I set up an age an ATG Austria training group for last the Rugby year. Triathlon Club. That's what I said. You said last week. 
I didn't. We can go. But should we go back and listen? <laughs> okay, let's do it. <laughs> we're doing it. Let's sort this out for the right here. Wait a second. Here we go. We have a winner. <laughs> we have a winner. It's wrote all over again. <laughs> so last year. Last year, <laughs> the Austrian training group for the Rugby Triathlon Club that were doing uh, Ironman Austria. There were eight athletes, but also a few hanger-ons for various seasons. Sessions. Oh God, I'm on over Maybe this, you should I? make that a bit bigger, and you might be able to read it. <laughs> and short, the plan was one extreme session per month, run by myself, to try and build a team spirit, help people through long runs and rides, and keep everyone motivated to stay fit through the winter. Sessions, sessions, not seasons, mm. such as 20 mile runs, 50 10k bricks, double 100k's, and half Ironman simulations were all attended. I even ran Camp HTFU. What does that mean, John? Hard in the Frig up. The frig. Oh, okay. Um, in the Alps in May for four of the members where I planned out a 40-hour training week in the lake. How's that? Annecy. Annecy. Actually, how um, Tao, if uh, you had some nice accommodation in Annecy, please let me know because that's where we're going for Epic Camp. So if anybody... Uh, it's just a bloody organisation show, mate. It is. If anybody knows <laughs> any good group accommodation in uh, Grenoble, Annecy or Embrun... Yeah, um, came on. Bring, uh, send, send me an email. So my age group of the week is John Bryant, who attended every second, every single session, came onto the Alps camp and did everything humanly possible to train for his first Ironman. He was in great spirits throughout the training, took every bit of advice I gave him and got around Austrian course in 1340, swam 123, bike 630, ran 522. He was not happy with his time and has now entered Challenge Road. Nice I know one had him for 12 months of commitment to training and trying to do everything right. There's a great pic of him having a moment on the bike. Did you look at the photo? I haven't looked at the photo. Oh, the photo's yeah. gold. I'll, I'll put the photo on the website. Um, the picture of him on the bike when he's trying to get basically nutrition or something on the air climb. Yeah. Um, yeah, good effort, man. Nice. We so, like to see, tw- you know, 12-month commitment. Solid. And especially, like, you know, obviously, he's probably maybe, so look at that, as gold. He's just about to fall off. And look oh. at the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> That must be tough as well because obviously, like he's gone through these camps, and you've got like someone like Hal Tell, who's a bit of a legend, and you know, and obviously a thirteen-hour guy to actually be training with those guys. Yeah, you carry on. What do you, what do you, what? I'm just writing. Give him. I've just. It's just giving me a topic for some content there. Okay, there you go. You're always thinking. So, um, so yeah, so you know, get around in your first Ironman 1340. Pretty happy with that. Bring on next year for Challenge Road. Are you going to help me here, John? Yep, Challenge Road. Good race. <laughs> <laughs> So John just wrote something, what did you, you write? Well, I thought a good thing to talk through one day will be some tips on how to collect your food as you're going through aid stations. Yeah, it's a good idea because it's good things because he's about to fall off his bike. Look at this piece of paper. So my, my lady friend came home from work the other day and she said, oh, I've got something for you. I said, oh yeah, that's great. And she gave me a piece of paper and it's, she goes, I, I was reading this article and I thought of you. It's, it's, it's a, a remedy to get rid of smelly shoes. Right. Or you could use... Well, that's what I said. I've got stuff from Melvin Connor. You're obviously not using it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bad hint. Anyway, so uh, John Bryant, we're impressed with you, for it, mate. Well done for getting along with Helltail because he's a madman. And you are uh, age, age group of the, of the week. week. One, two, three, four. Half five. Sarah's got the hand in there as well. Nice, I like it. It's like gangster. So t- uh, Tom the Pom. Tom Clements. Tom Clements has sent in a high five. Now, we have done a high five in the past on looking after your eyes, um, which my wife kindly... Did. Yeah. But this one is another one I'm looking okay, after. Well, your how eyes. have you been? It's been a long time since I've emailed you. Still loving it. You could, probably could have used non caps. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we haven't done this one before. I don't think we have. Uh, well, maybe we have. Following from the last week's show, 
John's trouble with eyesight, I have suggested for a suggestion for high five. It's important for us triathletes that we look after our eyesight and take care of our eyes. We spend so much time in the outdoors and in the weather and the sun and it's very dangerous. The more we go on there, I feel we've done this one before, but we'll carry on. <laughs> you, you think we do? Okay, well, let's elaborate on it then. Okay, number one. When did he send it through? Oh. Uh, 8th or the 7th? Yeah, 07. Oh, 07. <laughs> 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 it's been sitting there so long, I've just thought, in case I haven't done this one, let's drag it out. Oh, yeah. As I said earlier in the show, we need you guys to see this. We have a few high backed up. I need a couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I want to do the one with the how to get on the show. Yeah, but it's yeah coming, that, that's coming. funny. Number one, regular trips to the optician to make sure your eyes are checked for sun damage <laughs> and early onset of eye problems. Sure, number, sure two, number two, ensure sure. sunglasses are UV protective. We spend hours in the Saturday week and hours running to protect our eyes. They should have some form of label telling you that what they are. And most glasses in New Zealand do have sufficient they have regulation. Don't they, yeah. Number three, even in dull light conditions, UV can still damage the eyes, so ensure that your yellow and green clear lenses are UV protected. Look into goggles with UV protection. We talked about that last week, John, didn't yep. we? A lot of Iron Man swims are in really early mornings, therefore the sun can sometimes be right in your eyes. Regularly clean your eyes following sea swims and swimming in lakes. Who knows what's in the water? Ooh. So if you do get any in your eye, you can quickly in, can quickly enter the system. Um, drunks apparently use the eyeball ingestion method for alcohol as it gets them drunk quicker. Didn't know that. Well, druggies do as well. They really? can, you inject in your eyes, yeah. Oh, Imagine that. Good for you. Yeah, or you put like acid tabs in your eyes. Oh. <laughs> Some sick people out there. Last one. Stop visiting Mrs. Palmer and five daughters. <laughs> your mum will say you may go blind. Oh, that's, a good, that's a good number six. <laughs> anyway, if, if we've done that before, what, please, what's, what's, what's the most sensitive part of the body when you're having a wink? <laughs> Please don't. Yeah, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, if we have done that before, please don't email us and tell us we've done it before. We have a feeling we've done You should have seen John's face. It took me a couple of seconds to get that. I mean, yeah, but when I told you the joke, you were slightly concerned. Radio. Here we go, music. Uh, what is it? Website, website of the week. Someone's having a good yawn. A bit tired, mate. It's a riveting show, this one. It's, it's, it's a, a cracker. <laughs> it's a riveting show. So anyway, um, we've got a website and it's called www.worldwidehalf.com and the whole concept is, is that on the 9th, I mean the 11th and 12th of October 2008, I'm pretty sure you can run a half marathon. And basically they're just trying to get everybody to get out there and, and basically do it. And this doesn't cost any money to do this, so you can either participate in a, a race, a half marathon race, which obviously you probably would have to pay to enter, or you can maybe go and do your own half marathon. But I think it's the, the idea of it really is to just facilitate lots of people getting together and doing a half marathon on the same day. Um, uh, it's one of those things that maybe you and a group of friends could get together and actually coordinate and you know, like, set out a course. Yeah, yeah, it's a good training day. And, and the, like on the website, we haven't really spent much time looking at the website, but I imagine there's a place where everyone puts in there. Like Nike and, and Apple are doing a similar thing at the moment as well. But their and website takes so many clicks. Yeah, we, we've got so good clicking. But the Nike one's going to be on the 31st of August, and so it's just a 10K run. But the 
um, they, they've actually organised big runs in big cities and I imagine the Nike one would be pretty big because they've got a lot more marketing dollar but so it's the same as we, we had a similar thing for triathlon a little while ago wasn't it where you could um, set up your own non-assisted triathlon yeah yeah so it would be quite cool to get a group of people together and set oh, out yeah, a measured 21k course there's a whole um, that whole you know like imagine you know like you know what to be honest the Nike one probably appeals to me more like if you think of how many people probably do the Nike one mm. and 10k it's probably a lot more achievable for people and let's say they get 10 million people doing it mm. you know to know that you're out there as a part of something big on the day you know like it's probably a bit of motivation and I imagine with Nike they've probably done the website quite well that you could probably put your time in and see where you mm. got in comparison to people around the world and stuff like that so it's going to be two websites this week John right nike.com yeah who you kind of look after me so I've got to back Nike up sometimes and then worldwidehalf.com yeah and both of them so you could do the Nike one leading into the worldwide half you could do nice work okay. nice nice link there so, yeah. Mm. so with the with the worldwidehalf.com um, you can register you can sort of uh, compare yourself they've already got 605 entrants in 31 countries. We'll see if we can bolster that up a little bit higher. I think we but should do it because I think the thing is, is that I'm on triathlon camp that weekend. Right, so that's an excuse. Yep. Was that good enough? No, sorry. How, how long we run on triathlon camp? We bike focused camp. What, you but I'll, I'll, if you're going to do a half marathon, Bevan, I'll go out and run a half marathon. Okay. On the Saturday afternoon. Okay, good because I'm going to do because on Forever Fitness we're doing 2,000 press ups in a month. All right. Do you reckon you could do that? Know. How many do you have to do a day? Then? It's 60 a day, but you can do it any time in the day. It wouldn't be high on my agenda to do that. I'm going to try to do that too. Um, but anyway, it'd be, it's, what you often find with half marathons is they're, they're often on very flat, quite boring places because yeah. they, they have to, you know, with the traffic and all yeah. that sort of stuff. I know the Christchurch one, flat, fast, but quite boring. Yeah. Um, so maybe go and set yourself out a really cool 21k course, get together with some mates, and go smack it. Oh, now what's really cool with the Nike one is if you've got a Nike iPod with the Apple adapter, then you can sync that in and it'll go onto their website. Oh. That is pretty cool. Good company, Apple. Nice. <laughs> okay, so that's our website of the week. It's Worldwide Run or whatever and Nike.com. Uh, what have we got next? Questions and answers. Here we go. First question comes from Mark Sage. Mark, congratulations on your phenomenal res- results. Thank you very much. Today, today you remember I was doing my first ever Iron Distance, the Forest Man in the New Forest in England. We mentioned the Forest Man. We did. I was aiming to do 12 hours and managed 12.03, which is a t- fine just by me, especially with the swim course later revealed to be 300 metres long and a run course over 200 feet of climbs. 2,000 feet 2000, of climbs. Oh, sorry. Man. 300 metres long. Mm, I heard that. Yeah, That's yeah. long. That's good. That's way out. Yeah. I loved it and it made me hungry for more. Due to life getting in the way, it's not realistic for me to do an Ironman next year, but we'll, be, uh, we'll still be training and have my sights set on going sub-10 in 2010. It's kind of a nice little ring to it. Uh, if you had two years to drop two hours, how would you go about it? My times were 114 for the swim, 630 on the bike, and four... A very steady ride, 4.17 run, very hilly as I said. Do I need more strength to off for the bike, more threshold pace, more miles in the saddle, intervals, whatever. Um, I was thinking of working on improving speed next year, then upping the distance at the higher speed in 2010 Ironman. Mm. Cheers, keep up the good work, Mark from London. Realistically, you know, with your swim, if you're doing a 1.14 and if that's 300 metres long, um, you, know, you probably chop off so three, 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 six minutes. So you probably, you know, you're swimming what, maybe 105 to somewhere between 105 yeah, and so 110. So it's 10 minutes gone. So it's 10 minutes gone. Yeah, we're going to lose, what, another, yeah. another, what, 
but look, look to, to really improve your swimming a lot. You know, I think within two years, if you just swim consistently, consistently yeah. you'll probably just knock that down to about one hour, and there's really probably not a lot of point uh, smashing yourself, smashing yourself to get an extra five, ten minutes. So it looks like your, your bike and run split comparatively pretty similar, so it looked like you probably had quite a well-paced race. So you just got to work on both of those. So my suggestion would probably be that over the winter months you really focus on your running, join up to a Harriers club, uh, run lots of cross country, work on your speed a bit there, and build then build yourself up to maybe a spring half marathon or marathon. Uh, and then also during that period spend a little bit of time just working on your swim technique, um, sort of intermixed with your running because you are from the UK, I would imagine if you did the forest man, so biking over winter is probably not going to be a massive option. So working on your running over winter, then next summer, if you're not going to be doing iron distance races, I would probably suggest you focus a bit more on really working on your bike volume over the summer months as well as doing short course tries. So working on your speed a bit, getting getting race fit, getting race hard and doing some short stuff, but also when as and when you've got time trying to work on your bike volume because, again, you probably won't be able to do that over the winter months. So try to take advantage of the, the daylight hours that you've got. Yeah. It's a few other things to really remember is that you've done a pretty tough course. Um, you're probably going to be an hour faster just by doing it, you know, an easier course. I don't know what course you aim to do in 2010, but, um, you know, like if you've done a course that's very hill, it's got 2,000 2, k's of climbing, or I mean metres. Mm. But the main thing is you just got to be consistent. Make sure you have a break at the end of the season. That's what a lot of people don't do. Um, when you're, you're periodising your plan, make sure you factor in easier weeks. That's what most non-coached athletes don't do. They don't have easier weeks. Uh, I have okay, wait, wait, okay, wait. Easy week. So what's an easy week? Well, no, an easier week. Yeah. So g- give, like, you, give like, you an example. Okay, if, okay. If, you're, if you're averaging, say, 12 to 14 hours okay. in your easier week, you maybe drop down to, say, 9 or 10 hours. Because so I think people think easy week and they just think drop off. No, easier week. So what you'd do in that week, you would reduce. If you were, say, follow, you're on a tri program and you were doing, say, the long run, long bike, and yep. maybe doing three of each discipline, I would bring your long ride down in duration. I would bring your What long kind of percentages are we think? So if you're riding six hours on your long ride, what, four-hour ride? Three to four. Okay. Long run, if you're running about two, two, to two, to two, 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 two to two and a half, bring your long run down to about 90 minutes. Make one of your weekend days. Oh, I should have this as a separate topic. Well, um, I'm trying to get some good content in this show. <laughs> okay, so, uh, and, and probably think the main thing you do in your easier week is having at least one day completely off at the weekend, um, assuming you work Monday to Friday. So having one complete day off at the weekend and also having one other day during the week that is very easy, maybe just an easy swim. So having pretty much two days off that week and yep. then the rest of your stuff just carry on. And but, you aim to do that every third yeah, week or fourth well, week? I, I, I tend to work on four-week cycles, so okay. three weeks solid training, then a week easier, but you kind of got to figure out what works for you best, but I find that works well for most people. And So within a 16-week week block, you're having four weeks off? Yep. Or easier? Uh, and uh, you need to have a break at the end of the season, and we've sort of talked about training okay, breaks about in month, the past. Month well, off. a couple of weeks completely off training. I mean, I had, a, I had somebody come in to me this morning, and I said, we're setting up a bit of a program, and I said, right, Fridays you're having a complete day off, and she said... I don't have complete days off. I said, you do now. Yeah, yeah. And I said, and then and this week here in October, you're having a complete week off training. And she's like, what? Yeah, what? Yeah, what? Yeah. I can't do that. I said, you're not going to lose very much fitness. And the gains you're going to get from having a bit of Recovery R&R body. Yeah. are going to be massive. So don't be afraid to have a bit of rest. Mm, it's really, really important. It was interesting. A friend of mine, I may have talked about this previously on the show, but a friend of mine's a top physio. And he was saying he went down to the University of Dunedin, of Otago, sorry, and... Um, 
they were talking about how the biggest thing they've learned over the last couple of years is that the key to, to growth is recovery, mm. and that, and maybe not for Ironman so much, but you know even for yeah. Ironman, it's that that athletes get the most gain if they recover well, and it's not about mm. not doing stuff, but it's about making sure that your recovery periods are really successful mm. and that you there's a gain, there's an objective to recovery. Yeah. So we're not saying train easy, we're saying train hard, but yeah. have have recover have recovery, and it's good to go do some over distance training and doing some crazy things are good for you and really getting into that state of just. A, Bordering on overtraining is, is good, yep. but you've got to recover from it. Otherwise, it's a complete waste of time and just fry yourself. Yeah, I remember Scott wrote a really good piece one time on one of the epic camps you did yonks ago, just saying how sometimes you just got to break the rules a little bit, you know, <laughs> yeah, totally. to grow. And it's also what that gives you mentally, you know, like mm. epic camp. You know, it's everyone who comes to epic camp always goes, oh, the Ironman just doesn't seem so tough afterwards. And they may have good race, may not, but mentally they're just so much stronger for it because they've learned such a higher level. Mm. You know, and for the person who's doing your first Ironman, maybe. You know, it's a different story. But yeah. for the experienced athlete out there who's done quite a few Ironman, you know, sometimes you just need to learn that next level. So then mm. when it comes to race day, you've got that in your belt. belt. Just so sign up for Epic Camp. Sign up for Epic Camp. <laughs> some slot spare, isn't there? There's some slot spare. There's a couple spare. Okay, this is from David Head. Uh, yes, it's true. I got married on Sunday to the love of my life and wanted to let you know that the song we played at our wedding to introduce us as husband and wife, uh, because I think that it was awesome. Oh, he wants to show us the link. It's a triathlon song. So we put that uh, we put that link up on the site. So it's triathlonsong.com. So I'm thinking they love triathlon. It was a great piece, and the one that we used to pump up for training and especially racing, and now holds an even more special meaning to us. Nice. Oh, triathlonsong.com. Who's it by? Mark. Oh. No, no, by Mark Winholds. Nice. Mm, very good. Uh, next one is from Mark Nelson. Maybe. I did my first Ironman UK a couple of years ago uh, and badly messed up my nutrition. I think most of this was down to dehydration and lack of electrolytes. I was sticking to a couple of mouthfuls of weak solution every 10 minutes, but I'm sure it wasn't enough. In the end, I lost 11 pounds in weight. What's that? It's about 2.2. Oh, it's good about, with pounds. It's about 5 kg in a day and felt like shit for three weeks afterwards but there was no way I was going to bail and finished in 13.55 I want to improve this for next year's Ironman Austria can you tell me how I should work out my fluid electrolyte intake and how does this rate change with temperature is there a rule of thumb to follow loving the work fellas keep it up good thing to do is just go out and weigh yourself I mean this is just for your general hydration not necessarily electrolytes um, before and after training yep. um, take your, most of your clothes off before and after so you're, you're not wearing heavy clothes once you're done and then you can figure out how much fluid you actually need to replace and just as a general rule of thumb that I say to people is um, as you're going through the race in, in moderate conditions um, one one drink bottle full big size drink bottle per hour it yep. would probably be about the minimum you'd want to be taking I know in rote I was taking quite a, probably a bit less than that I'd say I would have only got through Maybe four and a half, maybe about four and a half bottles in rote. I would have thought on the, um, on the bike. On the bike, yeah, because it was cool and the and it was raining, so I didn't take in as much there. If you go to Kona, I think you you, you really struggle to drink too much in Kona. Um, so, uh, and as a general rule of thumb, I tend to say to people, two bottles of energy drink to one bottle of water. As I, I think the thing race. is as well is don't be don't be shy on your electrolyte. You know, make sure you mm. keep to the formula. Mm. Um, I know we like high five, but the noon that's why I do like the noon tablets because yep. the noon tablets are a formula that you can just chuck in your bottle when you're on the race and you know that's giving you the right amount. And you know, you really with 
they're literally like drinks. They give you the formula. And I know they probably sometimes up a little bit so they can sell some more product. But at the end of the day, you know, if they say have so many grams per every 500 mils, it's like you want to keep to that formula. You don't want to really be light on it because no. that is what you're trying to put into your body. Yeah. It's also a good idea for electrolytes. So like I use electrolyte tablets as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if, I don't think it's bad if you have too much electrolyte. It can't have a negative effect. Not that I know. Uh, not yeah, I not know. that. Yeah, you know what? To be honest, I don't know. But I, I often have some tablets. So with my little tablet bags, I um, have some salt tabs. There's you know, salt tabs, and then I have some electrolyte tablets. And I always make sure I use noon on the bike, um, and I always make sure I'm putting the right amount in for my bottle. And that way, you know you're getting the right amount of electrolyte in. Mm. Um, yeah. And Em often says that as well that you shouldn't be watering down the, yeah. re- the recommended dosage when you're making up your drinks as well so yeah. you just got to try to we had her on for a while yeah well, she lives over the other side of the country now oh it's not good enough she's back oh, I won't say anything actually why she's back training oh is she uh, why did she pull away I didn't know she pulled away she's just having a bit of uh, focusing on the cookies there's some new cookies we'll have some new cookie news soon oh really she's got some new stuff coming out hook a brother up yeah we I will I do like her cookies yeah Hey okay, um sponsors, athlinks.com. Now, I'm going to put a link up to the website this week to check out that photo because it was just absolute gold. Yeah, and that's one of the cool things you can do with athlinks. Just put up some, some cool pictures, share them. Yep. And we, we talked last week about uh, possibly putting your spot, if you want to get sponsors, yeah, making totally. this a new thing. And that's where athlinks is good. And if you want people to be checking out your page and you want to get sponsors and things like that, you need to give them a reason to keep coming back. Yeah, uh, and if if I was a pro athlete and I was looking to get sponsors, I'd either do it here or I'd have my own website. But you've got to have reasons for people to come back. So, putting up your training and things like that will get people coming back and looking at your page because they'll be interested to see what you're doing. If you're a pro or aspiring pro, they may think, "Oh, well, he's doing really well. This is mm. what sort of what he's doing." And I think that's one of the things Gordo used to do very well. And that's how, what Gordo really made his name was he was a good writer and he put great content up for people to read, didn't he? He put up what training he was doing and people knew he was doing well. Um, and so so they can they can sort of learn from that. And what's really great about the, what you've done today, um, or what did you do today, um, is that you know for for us in our world what we do for Ironman training is a it's a big thing. But because John does it and I do it, and you know everyone else we know does it, it doesn't seem so special. And it's like when you turn around and say to someone, oh yeah, I rode 160 k's yesterday. For 99 percent of the population, they're like that guy's an animal. And if you mm. you know if you want to have a training log to the public. You know, because obviously most of us have them as like an Excel spreadsheet or a diary that we write in at home. But this tracks it for you. And you can actually say, if you want to check out what I'm doing, go here. And you'd be fascinated um, how many people will actually check out what you're doing. And um, and as you're saying, if you're actually trying to get some kind of kind of following behind you, it's a really great way to build that. Mm. Writing a lot is a really great way to do it as well. Mm. Uh, getting content out there. And um, that that's interesting. Not just, you know... Sometimes, you, you know, you've got to make sure you write well, but definitely if you can write good content, definitely. Yeah. To and by having these pages, people are opting in to look. You know, when people start firing your emails with attachments and things like that, often I think people just delete them. But yeah. you, when you've, you've got a really captive audience, if you can get them to come to your page regularly, yep. they're very captive, very interested. So it's a worthwhile thing doing. So athlinks.com, if you're not registered, you're a mug. Uh, <laughs> get on there and <laughs> you're just a mug. Claim, claim your results. <laughs> okay, trybuys.com. Um, always good deals at Tribuys. Okay, let's choose a product. Tell me, swim bike run, John. Go for go 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 for, go for off road because we come. We're, we're in winter in New off Zealand. Season. Off season, a lot of the northern hemispheres are starting well, to that's go. That's pretty cool. Look at that. That's really nice. It's pretty cheap too. Get yourself a, an Xterra bike jersey for seventy bucks. It's pretty you cheap. You can't get a bike jersey for that price in New Zealand. Oh, we get ripped, eh? Yeah, like big time, right? Yeah. Or maybe it's just because this is Tribuys. 
Okay, yeah. bike, run, off-road. Okay, let's go. What do you want to go? Eyewear? Yeah. Okay, cool shades. Because you need some eyewear, don't you? Oh, that cool. Covert sunglasses by Giro. Jeez, that cheap too, man. Only bucks for a pair of glasses. Well, in New Zealand, again, you're paying, for something like that, you're paying like 150, 170 yeah, yeah. bucks. Yeah. Nice. Oh, they're very fashion. So you can get all your triathlon stuff, you can get swimming stuff, you can get biking stuff, you can get running stuff, you can get off-road, you can get I'm sponsored by, who am I sponsored by? Bolle. <laughs> Think about that one. Love <laughs> <laughs> Bolle sunglasses. Helmets, look at that. Oh, they've got the peak. That's, that's because you're in the exterior off-road section, ah. you got the peak. Remember, if you had a peak, would you take it on, would you keep it? You've got to lose the peak. <laughs> Unless, if you're a mountain biking, you've got a reason to do it, but you, you can't be wearing the peak if you're on a road bike. You look like a goober. You do? You've got to get rid of the What peak. about if you're on a road bike and you've got your camel back on with your peak on? That's a no-no. <laughs> it's a no-no. That is a severe no-no. Because you get camel backs on here as well. Yeah, under the off-road section. Yeah. We're camel in backs. the appropriate section. Look at this, they all styles. 39 bucks for a camel back. It's pretty cheap. That's very cheap. If you buy, If you buy... Cleaning tablets. Oh, that's a good idea for your camelback. Oh yeah, those are useful. Yeah, that is useful. If you could, if you bought, oh, they're on special too. Yeah. Eight, eight ninety nine. If you bought, uh, which is worth doing, you know, because those camelbacks, those bladders, just if you don't look after them. Yeah, like I, I, know, I used it once and then it was gone. Yeah, fuel belts. Get everything up there. Oh. That's a good example of saying there's a lot cheaper online than it is in New Zealand. They're thirty five bucks on Athlinks. That's with the four lot, bottles in here. A lot more than that in New Zealand. I know for a fact they're significantly more. So. Kiwis get on there. And if you do ruin your camelback, they've got reserve ones. Yep. Uh, you spend over 200 free shipping anywhere in the world. What is it, John? You know, trybuys.com. It's a no-brainer. It is a no-brainer. Okay, do you want to do another ad like yep. we did last week? Copies of Hawaii. Copies of Hawaii. We love copies, copies of Hawaii. Just before we do, remember the app, if you've got an iPhone, that Albert really recommends. And, and I haven't actually got around to using it yet, but I will, because you know when you're out riding, you have an idea? Yeah. You know, and it's like, we are, and I should put that down when I get home. Mm. And I've gotten to the habit on my iPhone actually pulling out and actually writing my to do list, which isn't too safe when you're on no. the bike. Because no. I don't pull over. And, but now I can just do jot. And so, Albert, you're a legend. There's no denying it. So, Coffee's of Hawaii. But they, on the air, did you listen just, to the just air? Just put the air. I know. Because no, no, no. Hawaii. Hawaii. Oh, no, Hawaii. Oh, I, I, no, it's Hawaii. Hawaii. And uh, Molokai. Molokai. Yeah. Molokai. He's got a voice, hey? Yeah. Here we go. Listen to the voice. Coffees of Hawaii proudly announces its new toasted coconut flavored coffee from Coffees of Hawaii. It's a new taste from those folks on Molokai. Delicious coffee beans infused with natural island flavors of toasted coconut. Look for the bright yellow Hawaiian island style bags with the sticker that says toasted coconut. Find it online at coffeesofhawaii.com. Going online is the easy way to get any flavor in the Coffees of Hawaii line, including the 100% Molokai-grown beans and the shiny red bags. Also, the many Hawaiian Island-style blends in the bright yellow bags. And the new Kona Nightingale in the Moonlight Blue bag. When you reach the checkout, be sure to enter the promo code KMKK for incredible discounts. Essentials Hawaii, coffees of Hawaii. Sponsors, it's sponsors done. Okay, what other things we got here? Have we got a couple of things that we need to do? Are you, you, no, Wikipedia, go on a Wikipedia page. People have been updating it because nice. they've, they've mentioned that you beat me in road. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> so love that. Keep Wikipedia going. Amazon, go buy all your crap on Amazon. If you do go through our store, you just go, I'm in talk. 
Click on the store. Have I still got the store on there? I think I'm yep. no, yeah, no, yeah. there. Yeah, what's I find it a bit confusing sometimes. You go on there. Okay, you've got to go store. Yeah. And then when you're in the store, if you go to the search and the search for the thing you're looking through, it'll take you to the Amazon page, yeah. but we get the commission. Okay, because there's not many products up there when you click on no, the No, it's button. just so when you set up the page, you have to put products you think are applicable to your yeah. audience. And then, so I just chose triathlon stuff. But it's basically as long as you use the search, then it'll take you to a main Amazon page and you do whatever you want, yeah. but it's just we get the, the commission through doing that. Okay. Because mm. I was there the other day trying to get something. Nice. What'd you get? Uh, I was looking at getting some iPod speakers. Oh, yeah, you need those, eh? And they were really cheap. And it looked like shipping. Stupid. It looked like shipping was really cheap, and then I went to the checkout, and it was like not. Uh, <laughs> it was like 150 bucks shipping uh, or something. So they looked good. If you so, were try buys, you would have been alright. I know exactly. Yeah. Well, I would have bought a few more things. Got a 200 free shipping. Sweet. Those iPods speakers are pretty cool eh, when you got your iPod because your iPods everywhere. And but we need that for when we go up to go on holiday and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got an iPod? Yeah. You've moved up a little bit. Got about a thousand songs on there so really? far. Do you want my songs? I need to get some more songs. Yeah. Well, we've got like 5,000 songs. Yeah, yeah. And it says, for those of you who, okay, this is a bit naughty, but if you've got an iPod that a mate's got and you want to get their music, and because what happens is you turn onto my computer and yeah, watch yeah. all your songs, yeah. but there's a program called iPod Rip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it basically means that you can bring your iPod around and get all my music without wiping your songs. Ah. It goes back to your computer and your computer can have all the songs. Oh, nice. Mm. I'll do that. So iPod Rip. Yeah. A bit of a geek when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. Okay, John, what are you up to so, for the rest of the week? So how was, uh, how, how's things in Hong Kong? Oh, mate, loving the equestrian. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Tom won gold. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm in Hong Kong, yeah. Well, it's sunny, it'll be warm. You know what I did last night? I'm going to talk about what I've actually really been doing. What? Went out for dinner to Christchurch's top new restaurant. What's that? Um, restaurant Swats. Okay. Yeah, a la carte crap. Right. 140 bucks for the meal. Not yes. for mine, each. 70, 77 oh. bucks each. That's solid. Oh, oh no, that's it? not much. No, that's, that's standard. It wasn't drinks. Yeah, yeah, we spend that much when we go out. Really? Yeah. yeah. 70 bucks for food? Yeah. I've spent 110 bucks for food yeah, on that's, a that's, week. that's a top end. Yeah, it was but, top end, all right. But uh, no, we'd, we'd often do that. 70 bucks yeah, each? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I need to be a triathlon coach. And what you need to do, you need uh, we, we, we we go by the book. Yeah, I know. I'm going to buy the book this year because oh, you're yeah. right, the book's good, isn't it? The book. Tell us about the book, if John. If you're in the book in New Zealand and Australia, entertainment book. Oh, the entertainment book. Free meals all over the place. So really, seven, you spend, you drop 70 bucks easy. What's the most you've no, spent no, on a meal? If, if we went out for a really nice meal um, with the book, where the, with the book you get one free meal, oh, one, one free that. main, yeah. we'll still spend, um, yeah, 120 to 150. Really? But you buy drinks, don't you? Yeah. yeah. The, the alcohol gets yeah. you, eh? Yeah. Because what sucks when you don't drink and you go for meals and people go, oh, let's split the tab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 80 bucks on own water. Not that I mind because it's a social experience. But when you I do go do. out like that uh, and you get a Coke, the Coke is often uh, yeah, near, there's a similar robbery. price. And they give you like 200 grams or yeah. you know, 200 mils of it. So wait a second. So I tell you what. Here in, we go. In Germany, you go out and drinks are much, so much cheaper than oh, over here. And eating. Yeah. Yeah, like even like snacks, like at the deli. Let's move like, out of New Zealand. Uh, we're, getting, we're getting shafted. What's the most you've ever spent on a meal? Oh, yeah, it probably wouldn't be much more than 150. 150 when I was in America, I was touring around the States, and the boss the boss of the company I worked for loves fine dining. Mm. And we were in, I can't remember where, I think we maybe were in like Portland or something like that. Maybe Portland. And we went to like the top restaurant in Portland. My main was 200 US. Mm. I went to one of them. We got ahead as going away thing in Hong Kong. We went to this um, expensive steakhouse place. Yeah. There's about 10 of us. And, and they were often, a lot of the guys weren't drinking their margaritas. Good, I got margaritas, like full on margaritas for everybody. And so I started nailing everybody's <laughs> margaritas, and we're at a top restaurant, and I, it just it didn't go particularly well. <laughs> the 
the little guy in the toilet's got to push out of the way. <laughs> oh, really? oh, was it a good meal? It was good. Because I, I have was... to admit, when my $200 meal was probably the best meal I've ever had. But the thing is, if I was paying 200 bucks, I don't know if I would have enjoyed it, because I would have been mm. thinking, it's like $50 for a bite. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know? we, don't, we live in a different world, don't yeah, we? We're cheap asses, basically. Anyway. So, it's, uh, right, what are you going on for the rest of the week, John? Uh, next week. What am I doing next week? Can't. I'm going day by day at the moment. Nice. Hopefully, I'm getting back on the bike more. Been out on the road for the last couple of days. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm do some modelling and pretending I'm a golf player. Oh, goodness. Not too flashy. Your polo, your polo yeah, tee out. Yeah, it's stuff. very kind of polo. See Untouched get, world. See if you can get some, some nice golf stuff for me. I'm doing it with Stephen Fleming. Oh, really? Yeah, because he's on teaching. You might be able to get a heat pump off him. <laughs> it's for the New Zealanders. Right, <laughs> well, yeah, that's this week's show. What is it, John? Iron Russ. Iron Mendo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.